Hey y'all, welcome back to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm Bailey, I'm your host, and each week we call my dad Toby and we just have a fun, short discussion about different things like parenting, marriage, mental wellness, things that everybody's struggling with or wants to talk to somebody about, but maybe you don't have that person to call. Well, I have been around for 34 years and I've been talking to my dad for most of those years about my struggles and he just always has really great wisdom to share. And so we thought it would be helpful for you guys to get to peek in on these conversations and um, also get some of his wisdom. And so we are excited about these weekly conversations. We're excited you're here and I'm looking forward to today's podcast. So let's get this show on the road. Let's call my dad. Well, hello, Bailey Da. How are you today? Hi, dad. I'm great. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for asking. You, your You're mother-in-law welcome. must be coming to town because I have never seen your room look this clean. Yep, you're right. And the house cleaner came yesterday, so it's a mixture oh, of both. That's Miss the perfect Debbie. timing before Marmy gets there. And before you come, I had to make sure I was impress. I was impressing you as well. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm fairly confident that was not at the top of your list of priorities. <laughs> I did make the bed for you, though, since you always give me a hard time about that. Well, I know, and I don't see any laundry back there on the chair. Well, I mean, just a blanket. Wow, I'm a little <laughs> shocked, stunned, and impressed. Well, I'm sure people are excited to hear your voice because you weren't on the last episode, and they're probably having withdrawals because they got to hear from mom last week. Yeah, they they, they got the varsity. So sorry, guys, y'all are back to the JV today. <laughs> Oh, she did a great job. And as everybody may know or not, we're highlighting different people from the Slough family uh, this month. And so we've got mom last week, dad gets to interview me today. And then Ross, my brother and Toby's son is coming up next after this. So it's it's a cool, different little little few weeks of the pod. Wait, did you say I get to interview you? Yep, today. Why do I have a feeling that this interview, me interviewing you, is not going to go the direction that I think it's going to go? I don't know. I'm ready for. I'm ready. I just get to listen and, uh, or I just get to sit here and wait for you to ask me questions. So Bailey, let me ask you this: <laughs> If I were to ask you any question you'd like for me to ask you, what would Uh-oh. that question be? I don't know. I don't know. You have a list. Sweetheart, this, I'm not, list, we're not talking about a list. I ask you, if I could ask you any question that you would want me to ask you, Uh what would it be? I don't know. I don't Uh, know. Are y'all seeing this? She's freezing up. Uh, (laughs) Let's start with this question, Bailey. Okay, Dad. Has to do with your high school love life. No, I'm just teasing. Oh you. gosh, <laughs> this could be bad, y'all. Tell me about <laughs> growing up in mm-hmm. a house mm-hmm. with a dad who was battling panic and anxiety. Tell me mm-hmm. what that was like for you. Tell me uh, what kind of message that sent you. Uh, mm-hmm. How it made you feel? All those things. Okay. Well, I didn't really know that I was 
for a long time that you were struggling because I was young. I was probably like third grade. I mean, um, just based upon the memories you've shared, I have memories of the house we lived in in Keller. And, and so I, I can only relate it to what you've told me, what you've shared basically in the moment of what was going on. I didn't know. Um, but I feel like as I grew up and a lot of it, I heard you speak from the stage, uh, sharing your struggles. And um, I think it was high school and it was definitely high school and college that I got to hear more about your story. And I, I think that it, number one, showed me that the power of authenticity and vulnerability, which we've talked about a lot on here, but like for me, I think too, as I've grown older and moved around and gone to different churches and have had different pastors or friends that have different types of fathers, I didn't really realize that that wasn't normal um, to share things that you're going through so openly. And so I think it, it has actually impacted me greater after the fact because I have seen the power of the Me Too and the power of the this is what I was going through and the power of the testimony um, and how that has impacted so many people, but also impacted me to be the same type of person. Like, I think that I am an authentic, pretty authentic um person. And I am not really too scared. Like, I don't get too nervous to share my feelings. And I think that is totally because I watched you do it growing up. Mm -hmm. So, um, even though I never wished that you, even though I would never wish anyone to go through it or you to have gone through it, um, it definitely, um, made me the person that I am today and helped me to become better at, at, at sharing my struggles with others. Yeah, I was with a group of guys last week and I was telling them, you know, kind of the buzzword today is authentic, right? I mean, right. you hear that all the time. Authenticity is the new currency that they talk about in the comedian world, right? Mm-hmm. I was talking about the difference between authenticity and vulnerability. You mm-hmm. know, authenticity is, is uh, yeah, I, I know what that feels like because I used to deal with that vulnerability, which is harder, is no, I'm in the middle of that struggle right now. And uh, I, I think you do a great job of not simply being authentic, but being vulnerable. And hopefully that's a value you got in our home, you know, at some level. That's what I'm hoping. Definitely. You talked about, uh, I also think it's interesting when you talk about you know, when you remember me talking about those things, you, you know what? There was probably some times when you were younger that I talked about them. Mm-hmm. You just weren't at a spot of picking those up. And mm-hmm. my parents asked me all the time about sharing with their kids. And I call, you know, it's appropriate sharing mm-hmm. is at the level of their ability to kind of process that information. So it's a diff- the difference between telling Gideon when he is in first grade, yeah, mom's having a hard day. It's been tough today, but God's helping me. That's appropriate versus, you know, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm battling anxiety about da, 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 and which mm-hmm. would, he would own that as well. So I was always kind of aware of, of that. Um, sometimes I did worry about the public part of that. You know, your mom's still, 
has a little bit of a cringe when she, when I stand, like I was with a group of pastors last week and I tell, you know, the story of when I was seriously considering taking my life and mm-hmm. she, she doesn't like that, but she remembers that I've told her, Hey man, I have to break through barriers of people saying, I really don't know how bad it can get. I don't know mm-hmm. anything lower in your mental wellness than getting to a place where you think the world would be better off without you. So she gets it. But what about you? What do you, what about, like it's one thing for you and I to talk about on the phone or even for us to talk about on a podcast, but what about when I do it like publicly uh, or when you have heard me share things publicly, what is that? <laughs> how hard was that for you? I mean, I don't remember struggling with it. I think that it, I felt proud of you for, for being so open and obviously very, I, I know I've texted you this many times. Like, I'm just so grateful you chose not to take your life and not to run into the bridge above me. Like, so I, I definitely feel like so, so saying every time you share, I'm so thankful that God was in the middle of it because, um, uh, that would have obviously changed so much of, of our lives. And so if anything, it just makes me more grateful for your life. And then also for the people that you're touching, because you know, you share a lot about how this is your thorn in the flesh, you know, and, and nobody, that is like something that people don't want to face or don't want to (laughs) have. And your story really shows how, how God has used you and the struggles that you've had to glorify him and to help others. And so when I'm struggling, it makes me feel like it's okay because there's a purpose and it doesn't make it easier, of course, but it definitely helps me to think about, well, how can God leverage my pain for his glory? You know? And so I don't, I've never struggled with you sharing it um, openly. I'm also more of an, more of a, (laughs) like you where I'm not as private probably. So it'll be interesting to hear what Ross has to say about that. But I think for me, it makes me proud. Um, of you and and the way that you've shared your life story for sure. Yeah, you know it's interesting for young moms who listen to this podcast. You know, my fear always was that me talking about this, if Bailey knew mm-hmm. that somehow it would make me less than. You know, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes whether it was me saying to my counselor, "I'm worried I'm going to jack my kids up," you know, or you know, I don't want them to think less of me. And the thing that probably has connected our hearts the most beyond your kids and the life that we live as blood relatives is this, right? It mm-hmm. actually does the opposite. Mm-hmm. Instead of your child thinking less of you, it actually they it draws them closer to you. Mm-hmm. And at least that's the testimony of our life, right? And For sure. so that that's that is not true. Uh, at least in our experience. And so I mean, yeah. that's why I encourage people to be open about what they're dealing with. And then, you know, you, you're, how old are you? 35. Yeah. 35. That's right. So 30 now at 35 years of age, we just got off a long zoom call about upcoming past events and upcoming events for Gobi. And you're all in the middle of, mm-hmm. of this. And we've had like last night we had sweet Terry on our, Hey, Dad, let's talk small group small call. Group. And mm-hmm. she was 
kind of talking about all the things going on in your life. But talk a little bit about how our life experience has given you a passion for what we're doing here. Yeah, for sure. Well, first, I want to share when you were talking about how it's connected our hearts. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember I've always been probably prone to more worry and and, um, anxiousness, probably, I think, a lot because I I like to be in control. So that's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But I remember specifically when we moved to Mississippi, um, right after like Grant and I had only married like a year and a half and I had been a school, school teacher and we moved here and I didn't have a job. I think I was long-term subbing. We were in a state. I knew no one grant was not around because he was a graduate assistant for football for Southern Miss. And so I wasn't seeing him and I'm very social shocker. And I just didn't have a lot of friends at this point. And I remember like being in my apartment, just spiraling. Like I was just <clears throat> really spiraling out of control as far in my thoughts. And I remember calling you and I didn't know what to do. And you, you so kindly hooked, set me up with a, you found a counselor not too far away and told me to go to therapy. And, um, that was honestly, I remember going and feeling like talking to this man and just talking to someone and knowing I'm not the only one who struggles and knowing Oh, this is nor like this isn't. I felt like something was wrong with me. Um, that that I was always so in my head and spiraling and things like that. And so, you encouraging me to talk to someone and helping me realize I'm not alone. And I like people struck have these same struggles. Um, was so monumental in my life, and still to this day, I think about it. And so, if you hadn't gone through what you'd been through or, or experienced what you had ex- had ex- you know experienced, I would and you wouldn't have encouraged me in that. I don't know what you know. I don't know what would have happened. So that's that is. I like to share that story because it's like you definitely, like you said, you never wanted me to struggle, but it's through the struggle that like we've connected, and that's a specific way I remember. Um, and now we've lived here for a long time, and there's still moments I feel lonely even though I have great friends, but like, I go back to how you helped me and how the Lord, you know, protected me and and provided in that moment. So, um, yeah. And and you know what, going to therapy felt scary, even though I'd watched you do it. Um, it still felt like, well, am I not, don't have enough faith. I can't like that. I can't get out of this with, you know? Um, and so I'm brought back to that moment, even now, if there's days I need, you know, when I see my counselor that it's okay to need help. So anyways, but so I think because I've gone through that, I've watched you go through that. And I have a lot of friends who we talk often about the struggles of motherhood. Um, and I also have visited lots of different churches because we've moved a lot um, with Grant's job, as you know, at being a coach. And so, and I've seen how people are struggling and they don't know how to talk about it and they don't know how to admit it. And whether it's a leader or it's a mom. And so I just feel so passionate passionately about what we're doing at Gobi because we are like helping people know that number one, it's okay to not be okay. And then also to how to talk about it and how to like, I know isolation and shame is just so two things that people struggle with so much. And that is what you share a lot about and to give people the tools to talk about it. And, and, and these aren't like, it's not like, like you say a lot, we're not counselors. We're not, um, you know, 
therapist, therapist, but you're giving these tools that may seem simple, but when you're in the middle of it, it's actually hard to do, you know, to, to tell somebody that you're struggling, um, and, or to fight the feeling of shame. And so I just, I love being a part of Gobi because I want people to feel like they're not alone. And I think that that's something that I've wanted for in a lot of different ways. So now getting to like work for a ministry that's doing that is just so, so rewarding and so special. And I just constantly am just so grateful that you and mom gave me the opportunity to work with y'all and that the Lord just worked this out perfectly because every trip we go on, we hear stories of how God's moving through Gobi and it's just really cool to get to see it up front. Yeah, it is fun. And it's fun to... Mm. It's hard. I mean, you yeah, know, hard. We we're talking about that today. It's uh, the travel and you know logistics and all that's hard, but it's worth every second when you when you you're able to to help somebody else. And mm-hmm. I, I am, uh, I just I always think about how my life turned out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even in the last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I was preparing to step out of my role as the lead guy, the lead pastor. Most people think it's because we were going to do this. I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I knew we were going to do something with Gobi and mental health, but I had no idea what what would happen. And mm-hmm. now I've got my daughter, my firstborn, who, uh, you know, who battles some of the things, same things I battle. And now is raising a son that battles some of those same things. And my son, who is working on his licensed professional counseling degree and accreditation. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have ever dreamed all those years ago, you know, when I was walking that hall and and scared to death that I'd never be happy at Christmas again. Mm-hmm. Remember me telling that story? Yeah. That, that little Kodak picture on that mom would never, she, she, she'd never finish a camera roll. So we'd have like <laughs> pictures from birthdays, Thanksgiving. Christmas yes. and Easter all in one roll yes. back in the day. And I remember those pictures sitting there on that counter and me looking at you guys at Christmas and go, I'll never be happy again. Mm-hmm. Somebody's listening today and this never or always is what's in your head. You know, mm-hmm. you'll never be happy. It will always be this. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, man, that's not my story. I'm sitting here now and both of my kids uh, with me, like trying to move this mission forward is it's it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm learning from you too, you know, mm-hmm. and it's fun to see God doing Romans eight twenty eight, where he takes something not good at all. And he turns it into something really mm-hmm. good. So I hope that I hope your life, not just what you say on a podcast, but the way you live and the way you're passionate for this baby is there's nothing better than being a part of God using you to help somebody mm-hmm. else find healing and hope. It's the most thrilling moment on the planet for me. Mm-hmm. I totally uh, agree. You know, I think about Revelation 12 says that we overcome by the word of the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's always meant, man, the way you advance the kingdom forward and advance your life forward is you have a story of what God is doing, a testimony, and you have tools, tools that help you get there. The word, the, 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 power of our testimony is our story. The blood of the lamb is the tool by which we connect to God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, Gobi has been about a story and, and about developing these tools. Tell me 
what because I think I know, but tell tell everybody what's your favorite Gobi tool that really helps you personally <laughs> when you're in difficult times. I mean, I was thinking about it, and I feel like I need to pick two. So sorry, that's against the rules. Oh, but, shocky. But for me personally, and uh, and I don't know if we've shared about this tool yet, so I'm excited to tell people we have a Spotify playlist on um on, on Spotify under Gobi um and we have a few different ones and we you talk a lot about worship music connecting you know really centering you and connecting you to Christ and and it does the same for me and so i i feel like you know a lot of times having a playlist already made of of songs um, that are spirit filled can really be um, a great tool. And so that is one of my favorite tools that um, I have used. And then also the 40 IMs would be another one. And that's because um, it helps me with my kids because, you know, just the other day um, we were driving and it was, we, it was a hard, it was a hard day for me. And I was really just like, I was struggling and um I think we were actually driving to church and I was, I was with the kids by myself and Grant had to work and I was just like done. I was not in a good headspace. And I just told Gideon, like I thought of, and, and this is where I like look at your life and I, and I'm thankful you just kept going and kept trying and kept doing the hard work. Cause there's a lot of days I think I could just like give up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I told Gideon that day, I was like, you know, I'm not having a really good day. (laughs) And I said, mommy's just really, I don't know, I'm struggling. And he was like, why? I was like, I don't know. I just feel overwhelmed and kind of sad. And, and, um, he's wanted to know why. And I just told him, you know, I don't really know. Sometimes, you know, do you ever have days you're just in a bad mood or, you know, you're just, it's just hard. I was like, that's how I feel today. So I, I, you know, I told him, I'm sorry if I don't, if I'm not being super, you know, happy with you guys, but today's a hard day. And I think from our conversations and everything that we get to do on a daily basis, I don't think I would have, like, I, like, I, like we've said, I'm a pretty open, open book, but with my kids, like yeah. it takes intentionality to tell them um, that you're struggling. And so that I, I think because he and I have talked about we talk about the 40 IMs a lot when he struggles. And so we got to go back to like, well, what does God say about you whenever, you know, what are the truths? And I got to talk to him about, you know, even when it, things are hard, here's the true things that God says about us. And and I keep those cards, you know, he hangs them in his room and then I keep some in the car and we have some everywhere and we have them on our fridge. And it's just reminders when, when there's negative talk in your head that here's the truth. And so that is another tool um, that goes hand in hand with what you talk about, about being honest with your struggles, but then replacing it with the lies that you're believing with the truth. And so, um, you know, we were talking with Terry last night and she was asking us how to use the 40 IMs. And um, for me, I just, when I don't have the words, you know, or I don't have, whether it's the words to encourage my children or it's the truth to tell myself, because there's a lot of times that I don't, I don't know, you know, even, even us who use them a lot, there's still times where you like feel 
a little bit emptier, you know, and I feel like the 40 I am bridges the gap to give me the words um, that I need to the truth to remember either for myself or for my kids. And so just reading it and you don't have to have it all figured out. You know, you just just knowing that this is this is how scripture how why one of the reasons God gave us his word is is to is to have it written down and to be the the bread that's feeding us the manna for the day, you know? And so mm-hmm. whether it's the 40 I am's or the, or the worship songs, those both really impact me because they fill the gaps when I just don't have a lot of gas left in my tank or know what to say or what to pray. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's just, it's the environment you're creating, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you create an environment for there to be health and growth. I was listening. I saw a video. I don't know where I was. Mm-hmm. Half the time, I'm not sure where I am. But uh, <laughs> this guy was speaking, and he was talking about one of his favorite comedians was Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. And he said he liked him because he thought, you know, he was clean, and and it just his kind of humor really got him. And he said mm-hmm. he was on the airplane, and he was listening to Brian Regan on YouTube or something. And he goes and he speaks at this event. And when the event's over, a guy walks up to him and says, do you know Brian? You ever heard of Brian Regan? He goes, I can't believe you'd ask me that. Yeah, I love him. He said, you sound just like him. And he said, Mm -hmm. instantly stopped and he thought, oh, wait, what I'm listening to, uh, I'll be very careful about who I listen to because I'm going to begin to sound like them. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was a great story just about the two tools you talked about. It's like what... Man, come on, man. I I love me some country music. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with it, but there are times that I have to intentionally make sure that I'm putting into me truth about who God is and who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's the 40 I am. So they ground us together. Mm -hmm. Both those, those tools are, they're grounding tools. They're environmental tools. There's nothing magic about the song or about the cards, Mm -hmm. but it's fun to hear you talk about those kinds of things and especially for me, it's gratifying to hear you talking to Gideon about those things. Uh, because now, instead of just an encouraging word, which is an important thing, we have tools mm-hmm. to give those kids. And so we have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to be gone mm-hmm. for you, more than likely. And you're going to be gone before Gideon, more than likely. So we get to break generational I don't I don't like the word curses. I don't I think Jesus removed the curse, but there are definitely generational patterns and genetic mm-hmm. predispositions that we get we get to advance the ball on together, which is pretty cool. Bailey, Diane, Slough, Garner. <laughs> and I love you. I'm proud oh, of you, baby girl. Thanks. Uh, she's tearing up a little bit. If you guys can't <laughs> tell when you're listening. Uh, if you're not watching, you're tearing <laughs> up a little bit. And that's one of the ways, you know, she's my daughter. <laughs> yes. And she she will tear up a little bit. With, and mm. I love that about you. So mm. yeah, let's make sure that we give in the show notes. I love that word show notes. <laughs> we give them links where they can download the 40 IMs and our Spotify playlists, which are awesome. Really, yeah. really good. I will. And, each week, too, um, whoever's being featured on the podcast this month is going to be on our blog posts that we um, upload to the website. And so if you're subscribed to our newsletter, you get those in your inbox every Wednesday. But if you're not, you can go to the website, beagobi.com and view our blog posts. And I will 
I get, I'll be, um, mine will be releasing the same day this releases and I'll be sure to link the 40 IAMs and the Spotify playlist so that you can definitely check those out. But that those links are also in the show notes, which is just the description of our podcast, but you can find it on our website as well. Yeah. People ask me all the time, you know, like y'all talk about these tools, where can I get these tools? Where can Mm -hmm. I find more resources? And obviously you can find everything at the website, but really the best way to do it is at the bottom of that first web at at the page, the landing page. Look at me, Mr. Technology. Look at you. The bottom of our landing page, it says join our newsletter. And if you join, all this stuff gets automatically sent to you. You don't have to search for it. You have to look for it. You'll just regularly will feed you all of this free, these free Free. tools and information to help you along the way mm-hmm. well, this has been fun today bailey yeah thanks I, I am for officially through interviewing you so now you can take over this podcast <laughs> How does it once feel? again uh <laughs> well people will listen and go you know that was that was really awesome that uh she shared but we all know that she was in charge which was, <laughs> that was great that was fun <laughs> thanks for 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 being the host today dad i'm excited Hug those kids for me because i get to all see right. them soon i can't wait I know. We're excited to see you. I love you, Dad. Love you. Love you. Well, that was interesting getting to be interviewed by my father. (laughs) No, it wasn't much different, but I hope that if anything, you just walked away from our conversation feeling like you're not alone, that if you're struggling, that um, to keep going, to keep working through it, and that the Lord really will use your what's not so great. He'll use it for his good. And I hope that um, dad's testimony and um, our relationship is a, is an encouragement to you um, because truly what he's gone through has impacted my life and it's been for the good. So um, if you're a mom listening out there and you're struggling, I understand and I relate and but God is with you and he's on your side and um and he's not going to forget about you and he's going to he's going to hold your arms up and anyways I hope that I hope you know that so if you ever want to chat or you're having your own struggles and you just need someone to talk to you can email me bailey at beagobi.com or if you want to join our bi-weekly small group, uh, we've been meeting on Zoom every other week and it's been really, really a great time of connection and just um, community that for people that are struggling or just need just need community and want to be there to um, pray for others. And I don't know, it's really good. So if you would like to join, email me. Um, and I think that's all the announcements I have today. So we will catch you next week whenever we interview Ross, my brother. It'll be a good time. Talk to you later. Bye.